Welcome back to the latest episode of TBD, where today we're going to be talking about how romanticism ties in with the book Frankenstein. With me today, I have Oliver Filipovich, Alec Lee. All right, boys. So to really get into romanticism, we kind of have to talk about the history of romanticism. What do you guys think about that? Like, do we know where it started, how it began? Who inspired it? Romanticism was popular in uh, Western Europe in the 1700s, 1800s era. Um, it stretched through a lot of categories, but it was mainly in uh, novel-type uh, literature at the time. Uh, if, for instance, Mary Shelley, who uh, created this, uh, is inspired by her life and her the romantic parts of her life. Um, showed in uh, Frankenstein. Yeah, that's really cool. And if we're going to talk about Mary Shelley, I think we have to talk about who she ended up marrying. Percy Shelley, who happened to be a poet himself. And that's pretty crazy. Two insane writers writing a book. I think it's... I would add to that how um, them two together being writers... I feel like back in that era of time, and especially in like Europe, there were, most people were writing because obviously there wasn't technology, there wasn't things to do. So people like Mary Shelley and uh, Percy Shelley were just writing all day, and that was their occupation. That's funny you say that because when we talk about how they wrote for a form of inter- entertainment, Frankenstein was literally written out of boredom. Like, they were all in a house together, and they happened to be like, oh, let's have a writing comp. Oh, yeah, it was a ghost story. So they went, like, heavy with it. Yeah, yeah. And then Mary Shelley went pretty crazy with it, and then she ended up having the best that night. And then turned into Frankenstein. Exactly. And then that, then we had to read it. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about elements of romanticism. Alec, what do you think about that? Uh... I feel like I want to first talk about the seeking, the far away. I think, you know, in Frankenstein, the monster wants to go on his own and be on his own, like, and escape and just wanting to follow his heart and the passion he has to just be by himself. And I think that shows a lot in romanticism where you see a lot of elements of the characters and the main characters especially want to just follow their hearts and they just have a lot of passion in doing what they want to do. I would also yeah. say... Yeah, no, isolation is a uh, is a big thing. We see it with both the monster and uh, and Victor himself. Like we see it um, after Victor graduates and he's on his own, initially creating the monster. We don't know exactly how long, but he's no. We know that he is alone for a very long time. And then the same with the monster. He um, he is experienced isolation. We know when he's you know camped out outside of the hut or when he's just traversing through the woods. We don't know how long, but we know it was a really long time that he was by himself yeah it seems like that both of those characters always want something better they're always chasing for something else like as frankenstein thought the whole book he was almost chasing for a mate and even with doc like dr frankenstein that man was always chasing himself pretty much he was always running away from his own issues and his own problems and they always ended up catching up to him i agree with that and i feel like that also plays a part in how in romanticism the characters are very aware of their emotions and how 
uh, like the monster Frankenstein created, even though it was a monster, he still had human emotions and still could feel human emotions, just like any other living being. Right. Yeah. Now, do you think like the glorification of nature and romanticism, like what do you think exemplifies that? Uh, I think the boundaries that are broken kind of exemplify that because we see like the supernatural within the monster, obviously creating a person is basically impossible today. And then in that time, um, the mix of the monster, which is almost the impossible with nature, like we see its experiences with fire, with wood, with heat, with, with, with cold, with hunger. We see all the with uh, we see all those experiences, and it's 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 a interesting way to see how such a intelligent being you could say for its little time being alive, its intelligence and how his experiences and how he uh, changes to it. Themes of solitude is all about like you know being alone and experiencing life on yourself. Like, how would you guys relate that to like the story? I would say that relates to the story because uh, the monster that Frankenstein created felt very isolated and alone, and she was always seeking a mate. And uh, one of the biggest issues uh, and the reason why he was getting so angry and violent all the time was because he felt so out of place and just alone, and he didn't know what to do, and that just made him like frustrated. Yeah, I mean, honestly, it's understandable. I mean, I'd be pretty scared of a puzzle person, too. You know what I mean? Like, this guy was just, like, made out of other people. I'd be pretty scared to get pulled up on by that. But do you think that his solidarity is um, because of the response to society? Or is it more self... Uh, like he he self isolation is it isolation because of society's treatment? I would say it's honestly kind of both. I would say it's because his looks. I feel like that plays a big factor in it because he doesn't obviously look like a human. He looks like a monster, which is how they described him in the story. And uh, a part of that is that he knows that due to his own human emotions that he has. So he also knows he's out of place. So I would say it's a mix of both. Right. Yeah, I think one of the biggest instances in the story is when uh, Victor first creates the monster and then he runs out on him. Like, we all know, like, the the funny joke in movies where, like, an animal is first born and then the first thing that they see, they call it mama, like, that kind of thing. And for I'm, I'm sure for the monster, <laughs> yeah. seeing, the like, the first being that you look like run out on you is probably not the best for your for your I don't know emotions your your stigma of yourself so yeah I think it's I think it's right uh Victor running out on him which caused him to be that kind of way yeah literally from from the monster's inception (laughs) (laughs) he's been run away from I think like another big part was oh my bad sorry go Alright, so I feel like another big part was when, um, I forgot the the name of the the people, but when he went to the house, and you know he was talking to the blind man, and without being able to see him, like they were able to connect with each other, but then once like the other the the rest of the family came in, I felt like 
you know, they scared him off. I felt like society, like, really viewed him different and, like, treated him poorly and not, like, equal in a way because right. due to his looks. But, I mean, is the monster equal to a person? Mm. I mean, since he doesn't have the same origins of a person, is he a person? Like, what What about the monster say, makes him a person? Is I what I'm trying to get at. The monster's living, but I would not say the monster's human. It's just a different, like, species. It's almost like, like I, a cat. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, the, the monster definitely could be classified as, like, an intelligent being, but I wouldn't classify it as human. Right. But the fact that, like, it can have empathy, does that sway your decision in any way? Um, I feel like it has, a, like, a lot of human-like qualities, but it's not human. Right. I agree with that. Yeah, so that's exactly what I was getting at, too. So, segueing into uh, another element, let's talk about uh, the use of personification and romanticism. What do you think Frank, the monster is a personification of? I would say something uh... that the monster is a personification of is definitely feeling left out and like out out mm. of place do you think that stems from the fact that do you think that stems from the fact that mary shelley was a female writer at the time do you think that she was in her own way feeling what's it called I isolated think that does play a part in uh her writing frankenstein and her portraying uh the monster's isolation and loneliness it i feel like it did stem from her in a way due to her obviously being a woman back then and writing and that was something that wasn't very common and uh just very different and i feel like she did feel like kind of right. like alone in that sense yeah what do you what else do you guys I, think i mean i feel like well, since i think we have to keeping in mind about Mary Shelley's like background and like the death that she's had with her friends and family. Like, we have to remember she she has had children that she lost. So I think the monster Frankenstein um, is like a way of her showing that I, she wishes she can just make someone that she can love because with the amount of times that she's lost somebody that she has loved. Yeah, it's almost like she's trying to make life out of all the deaths she's experienced. Yeah. yeah. That's all the time we have for today. Thanks so much for listening in on TBD.